What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. I'm back. We're doing our uh, Trust in Jesus Ministries daily devotional. And today we are continuing on the story of uh, this stealing the blessing that Jacob does. Jacob just took off. We saw that. And now we're about to see the Esau side. So how is this going to go down? That's the question, man. So if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't read, go ahead and check out Genesis chapter 27, 32 through 40. And uh, stop the tape, read it out, see what it says, come back, and we'll answer the questions. If you've already read it, then let's go ahead and dive in and answer the full question, see what it has to say. So what is going on? What actually happens um, in the story? Well, it says uh, in the last verse that, uh, that Jacob took off. He left. And it says, like, as soon as he left. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. First, let me apologize because right now it seems like the lighting in the uh, in my van is kind of odd and it's causing some crazy rays. So I apologize for that if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but if you're listening, hopefully everything should be one on it. Anyway, so Jacob, as soon as he left, it says that Esau came and had their food. You know what I'm saying? Had the food ready and had everything. He's like, Father, let me go and prepare you some savory food, man, the kind that you love and uh, from the game that I killed. And he's like, what? He's like, who are you? He's like, it's your it's your firstborn, Esau. It's me. You know what I'm saying? He's like, the one you want to bless. So he's like, rise, eat, for the sake that you might bless me, man. And he says, no, somebody already came in and, and took the blessing. Somebody, I've already blessed somebody, and he will be blessed. The Lord has blessed him, man. And it says he cried out with a great, uh, uh, or trembled with a great trembling, man. He was like, so, I guess it was maybe anger, that, or maybe fear. Or something because uh, uh, of the exchange that went down, man. It says that his brother took the birthright, was deceiving and took the birthright. And then Esau, he, he, when he heard that, it says that he, he was like, he cried out with a great crowd, man. He was like, this is why they named him Jacob. He's like, because he's been... After everything I've had ever since I was a child, he wanted to be a firstborn. Somebody grabbed my heel, tried to pull me out. Then he took my ble- my birthright. And he's like, uh, now he's trying to take my blessing, man. And then it says he cries out with his huge cry, man. He just he just couldn't he couldn't do it, man. He's so angry, and he so he says, "Bless me, Father, please bless me." And he's like, "Man, I've as far as I've already made you." The I've already or I've already made him lord over you, man. He's like, I've already given servants to him, man. I've already given him land and increase. I've already blessed him with all these things. What more can I do for you? He's like, Father, please, please, Father, man. This reminds me of that scriptures in Hebrews where, where it says that he wept in tears and he couldn't come to repentance, man. He says he was pleading with tears and he couldn't. Well, he says, is there not another, uh, is there not a a second blessing, like another blessing, a reserve blessing that you could give me? Something just left over. And so he blesses him. And it's kind of like the opposite. It was from the uh, the sky and the ground. I give you the increase was for, for Jacob. And now it's like for, from the ground and the sky, everything. And he says, you'll live by the sword. He says, and you'll serve your brother. In Hebrew, you can um, switch the order of the, the, um, 
of the ver- verbs and the and the nouns and the uh, to give prominence to what you want to say first. You know, and you do that a little bit in en- English. Um, it's like uh, uh, I'm trying to think of an example real quick. It'd be like uh, um, um, somebody's like take, or I'm sorry, it'd be like it'd be like uh, take. Well, I guess it's actually it's kind of like in Hebrew right here. It says your brother you will serve when really it's supposed to be, you will serve your brother, but it, it gives prominence to that. It says your brother, you will be a servant. And then it says that, uh, uh, and the people you will serve. So it's like everything that's happened. It says the sword you will live by. It's, it's because these are the things that are going to be prominent in his life. It's an emphasis, not on him, but on his brother. That's the that's the importance is because it's saying like all of these things are happening and and Esau will not be who he was. Technically, he wasn't born to be this way because uh, the oracle that was spoken to Rebecca said that Jacob would be the one who was to to supplant um, and that Esau was the one who would serve. But nat- naturally naturally it would have been Esau because he's the firstborn. He has the birthright, which he gave away, and then he'd have the blessing. And so the emphasis is on the fact that his brother is the one who is going to usurp him or be over him. That's why it says it's the sword that he lives by. It's his brother who he will serve. And then it finally says, but when you get, when you get tired of this mess, man, when you get tired of, of living under his chains, you're going to break the yoke from upon you. So what is this saying about God? Man, it's a devastating story. To me, it's, it's sad just to think about what's happening. So right, let's go over the story just a second, and then we'll go into what what God uh, um, what it says about God. But this is a devastating story because of the family dynamic, man. It's, it's tough, man, to think about how a family breaks down like this, the mother and the son and the other son and the father, deception, wiling. It's, it's sad. And then this anger is, is just going to uh, steep and, and churn in Esau because of now the second thing that Jacob has done against him. Even though it's his fault on the first one because he gave his his uh, uh, birthright away for some food, for some some redness. That's why they call them Edom. <laughs> but this is starting to to make him, well, it's not starting, it is making him mad because of the fact that every time he's supposed to have something, Jacob takes it from him. That's sad, man. So what does it say about God? Well, God is in sovereign control. And all the circumstances, whether good or bad. And so this is working for good. Obviously, we know this because it was the plan from the very beginning that Jacob, before he was even born, before he did one thing or another, that he would be the one to get the blessing and carry the seed. And that through his seed, that the people would be blessed. So we knew that this was supposed to happen. But why does it happen? And why do people... Uh, or the fallout or the um, 
they have he's the fallout or he's the collateral damage it seems like from this event that happens man in god's sovereignty man sometimes we don't know but we do need to remember first off that it is our actions that are doing these things and so jacob is is moving in a sinful way but god is using that sinful way to create a blessing for all of us so even in the bad even in the bad even in the tough even in the the ridiculous sometimes remember that god is moving in a way that's going to bring glory to his name and good for us you see esau's descendants are going to be recipients of this blessing if they bless the one now he doesn't know that now and he 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 may not ever know that and that's why later on we're going to read that his anger boiled and he wants to murder his own brother but it is because of these actions and it is the actions of us our own free our own volition our own uh desire that is putting these things together but it is through those actions that God is using them. What does it say about man? That that what I've been saying, it is our actions that are causing these uh, circumstances. It's us and our doing. It is just God working and moving through them. But second, I think it's that our actions have consequences, man. The things that we do have an effect on others. It doesn't matter if we are seeking our benefit, seeking the benefit of others. Rebecca loves her son, and so she wants him to be prominent. But in the actions that he she does to uh, to lift up her son, her other son is ostracized, isolated, and brokenhearted. And Jacob, man, he he wants to either a please his mother because we saw that he didn't exactly want to do that, but it was because of his consequences. And then, um, um, secondly, he he could also be trying to promote his own self too, as well, to gain the firstborn rights, which he does whenever he takes the birthright. And so these things are isolating and angering his brother, but it's also saddening the father because the father loves the, the firstborn son. And, and now the father is screaming in, in agony and pain for the blessing that he gave to Jacob. Mind you, he never says that he gave the blessing to wrongly. And he just says that he gave the blessing and the blessing has gone forth and it will occur. So a question is, man, does, does he recognize the sovereignty of God in that? And I believe that is true, that he does. And then let's remember that even in the sovereignty of God, this that we need to recognize this as man, is that even in the sovereignty of God, the, the perpetration of evil that happens, the bad that happens is on us. It is our actions. It was Jacob. It was Rebecca who did these things for this event to occur. It was not God. But God is moving through and working in and even appointing these things so that his good can happen. What's the application? Well, I think the application is this, is that we remember that in the bad, God is still king. Take the time to remember that in the bad, God is still king. And one of the greatest ways that we recognize this is through the, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, man. 
because it is through his sacrifice that we might be able to live. That's what this, these stories are about. They're leading to the one who would come to save us all, Jesus. And because of the his death, which is horrible, that, that, that someone would murder Christ in such a cruel and, and, and such a despicable and violent way, that is evil, absolutely. But it is through that, that actions of men who placed him on the cross that we might find blessing, that we might bless the king and be blessed. So remember that, guys. Trust in the purposes of Christ, even in the face of utter disaster. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.